Hello, everybody. My name is Michael Rosso, and welcome to the Film Photography Podcast. This is our St. Patrick's Day special bonus episode, and I'm here in the studio with Mr. John Fidelli. How are you? And Mr. Mark Deal. Hello there. <laughs> Why are you Mark Deal? That's just how they say it. Where? In Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> For our regular listeners, we you know that we've been doing uh, like um, specialty shows, specialty shows, the fun holidays, right? The Valentine's Day fun candy. Well, maybe love. you could say these are the holidays that people don't necessarily lose their shit over, <laughs> <laughs> except people in in major cities. I don't know what that means, but okay, I don't know what that means. Well, either. today, uh, what's so special is it's St. Patrick's Day, traditionally a day I would. If Tim O'Raw were in New Jersey, I would be at Tim O'Raw's house having corned beef and cabbage yeah. because he is Irish. I'll and, be eating corned beef and cabbage this weekend. And even though I am Italian-American, I go to my parents' house and my mom serves corned beef and cabbage. So does my Italian mother-in-law. And she says, would you like a beer, Michael? Does is she, that what you call it? Yeah. Does she speak in an Irish brogue? <laughs> no. Would you like a beer, Michael? <laughs> you don't call it like... Corn butch and cab or something? <laughs> no. Hey, you want some cab and butch? Co- some of the corn butch. There he is. You hungry, T? You want to send the kid for Baja Fresh? For Baja Fresh. I'll put a slice Baja of gabagool on your kabooch. Nice and lean. <laughs> but for every special show, we have a special sticker, and today's is... Aww. Cute. The FPP Shamrock sticker. The Lucky Charm. Yes. That we're giving... What was the Carvel cake for St. Pat- patio... What was it? Patio furniture? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was patio cake, wasn't it? No. Carvel cake? Yeah. No, it wasn't patio cake. It was patio something. <laughs> Look up Carvel cake. Come on. St. Patrick's Day Carvel cake. Well, oh, we're getting... Get with the fingers on the thumbs and the phone. Carvel St. Patrick's Day cake. In the filmphotographystore.com... Cookie o' puss. Cookie o' puss! <laughs> <laughs> It looks horrifying. It's so scary looking. Happy St. Patrick's Day from Carvel. I'm here with my good buddy, Cookie O. Puss. We want to help you celebrate. That's right, Cookie Puss. We want everyone to know that we're made at participating Carvel stores with America's precious ice cream. The families who own Carvel ice cream stores would love to make a St. Patrick's Day cake for you and yours. Or any day that you want America's freshest ice cream, please visit them. Please thank you. It's like like Fudgy the Whale, I think, just turned upside down or something. Look at that. Why would you want to eat that? (laughs) Who's the other? It's it's, uh, Cookie Puss. It's Cookie Puss turned upside down. Yeah. That's how cheap Tom Carvel was. Cookie O-Puss. That's ridiculous. So if you go to filmphotographystore.com and you make any purchase between now and the end of the month or till we run out, we're giving away free... Free cookie or puss. Free shamrock stickers. It's a beautiful vinyl sticker. It's weather resistant. You could also (laughs) buy this in the store. It's like 89 cents if you want to buy it. A lot of exciting things happening. Things are happening so fast and they're so exciting that I could hardly catch my breath. Cereal. (sighs) This is a list from Josh over at Roberts Distributors. Now, did you know, I think I mentioned this before. I have a beautiful catalog in my hand. Roberts is also Roberts Camera. And for folks listening, you might be interested in the fact that Roberts Camera is also Used Photo Pro, usedphotopro.com. Really? 
Yeah, because, you know, we're always talking about KEH. You, Mark Dalzell, talk about KEH a lot. You go KEH, KEH, KEH. Well, usedphotopro.com. We are not a sponsored show, by the way. This is not an ad. Mm -hmm. I met these people at the PBN Photo Expo. I met the owner, Bruce Palman. I met Meredith and Corey. Where was Robert? Um, Robert's the namesake for Robert's camera? I guess. Uh, Yeah, on August 21st, 1957, Robert and Rose Palman open Robert's Distributors in downtown Indianapolis. Oh. They had no money. But they had a lot of spirit, and they poured their heart and soul into a small, family-owned business. Mm. Over the last 60 years, Roberts has transitioned from a jewelry and electronics store to a trusted photo specialty retailer. How about that? That's a transition. That's very Hey, exciting. we rolling? Yes. Well, I just want to make sure, that's all. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to check. Rolling, rolling, yeah, rolling. rolling. Okay. Roberts, the distribution side, you have uh, Josh and Anthony. Anthony. And the gang. <laughs> that's how we say it here in Jersey. Yeah, that's how we say it. Anthony. And the gang. I first met Josh at the, the Darkroom Padilla right. last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Roberts, the distributor in the U.S. for uh, Ilford products. And we just got to talking. And it's like, oh, well, why don't we carry some FPP products? And it's like, wow, FPP, FPP film in some stores. Yeah. Which stores? Thank you for asking. Josh sent over this list. So, folks listening, if you know of these stores, you could walk in yeah. and get some FPP film. Save yourself some shipping. Or you could demand it. Like, you can go in there demand. like a fist. I want to sit down. <laughs> Bartender, give me a beer. All the Svima in the bag. <laughs> so we got uh, George's camera. George's. It's in San Diego. It's a full-service camera store, locally owned and operated since 1965. Wow. Still going strong. The number one. Number one. Camera store in San Diego year after year. Is it right? That's what they say. Is it the <laughs> only one in San Diego? I don't know. Don's used photo. Yeah. Located minutes from downtown Dallas. Mm, in Texas. Don's Texas. used has been selling new and used photographic equipment in Dallas to Dallas professionals and hobbyists since mm. 1997. You got to get into Austin. That's where all the, the kids hang out. Don, maybe you should expand. Don, exactly. Open up a second store. Never wants to shy away from things new and interesting. Todd Puckett and his father, Don, strive to offer nothing but the best film cameras and supplies that the industry has to offer. I'm really glad it says that because you would have been like, who's Don? Don. Uh, Here in New Jersey, we would have thought it was like the Don. Don. Don Masso. (laughs) Don Cheech. Okay, Don Cheech. Yeah. Okay. So you go down. (laughs) Go see Don. Go buy some film. (laughs) Well, he carries the best, that and that's why he's carrying FPP. Cheech's used cameras. <laughs> okay. Glass Key Photo. Glass Key. Located in San Francisco, Glass Key is a huge mm. source of all kinds of film, new and cool, strange yeah. and funky. There you go. Too expired and rare. Oh, it's my kind of place. They also buy and sell film cameras, offer a selection of photographic supplies. Matt and company offer workshops, host auctions, and love when dogs visit the shop. Oh. How about it's dog that? friendly? Yep. So these are all like good, you know, Bob, Don, Matt. <laughs> all these guys Robert. with one strong 
One syllable. Well, I mean, these are all cool guys because they carry FPP film. Of course. Because if you're not cool, you're not going to carry the film because you're going to be like, what's this? (laughs) This stick, this just has a sticker on it. (laughs) Look, if you peel this off, it just says gold (laughs) under it. This is a fake. (laughs) What, did some jerk lick this sticker and put it on here? The Shutterbug. Shutterbug. The Shutterbug with four fantastic locations seated, I like that, seated in Portland and Salem. The Shutterbug is family-owned and operated since 1971. Salem, Oregon, I guess. Besides having the best selection of new film cameras and supplies, they also buy and sell used equipment, offer film processing. And did you know that the Shutterbug is closely tied to its community and frequently hosts classes, workshops, and photo walks? Great. This is a good one. Listen to this. This is called place is called Shot on Film, Seattle, Washington, one of the coolest new analog shops in the country. Pick up FPP Films. Also browse their huge selection of used cameras and film stocks. How come these are all West Coast except for the Texas guy? Why is everything West Coast? Who's, who's representing That's the because East Coast? because you don't see – what are you going to see around here? Joey Fafandotz's photoshops? <laughs> Not for nothing, D, but uh, I think I'm a wild little tight lady. <laughs> John, you live in a culturally vibrant area, Montclair, yeah. New Jersey. They all closed. There's no camera shops. Colonial Photo. There we go. Come to Colonial Photo and Hobby. Colonial Photo. You sound like a, a cable commercial. In yeah. Orlando, Florida. Oh, there you go. That's East Coast. And shop Ish. for FPP Films. South Coast. South Coast. They have a large selection of film and cameras, as well as added bonus of a fully stocked hobby department carrying trains, Ooh. drones, Ooh. models, oh. and rockets. Models? <laughs> so you mean like Italian models? <laughs> Runway models? They have different category of models there? Mm. I'll go Josh, do you write these? These, sound, these do sound like spots, right? Yeah, they do. Okay. Come to Colonial... Camera. Photo. Photo. Guests of Colonial Photo. <laughs> and then this one's going to be no um, no surprise to our listeners. Freestyle. Freestyle. I've heard of them. Do you know Freestyle was founded by Sam Fatman and S- Irving Reich? Sam. That was a good name. Sam, Don, Matt, Bob. <laughs> Sam and Irving. Uh, they started in New York selling surplus military film supplies. Hmm. After moving to Los Angeles, Freestyle continues to this day to offer a complete line of high-value products with creative, professional, and educator in mind. So wait a minute. Go back to the first sentence. Military surplus. What is that? Military surplus film. What does that mean? Like surveillance film and like <clears throat> Here's what happened. After the war, it's no like, joke. Sorry, Johnny the photographer went out the No shots. joke. He didn't come back, but here's his camera and, and the film. folks listening, the Sam Sherman episodes, Sam talks about New York and surplus military film. After the war, the military auctioned off oh. all of this film. And then like surveillance film everything. Planes yes. and stuff. So uh, enterprising young men bought it all up, and then they would cut it down to cartridges. For consumer use. Yes. Well, but still do that. You're still getting military. You're yeah. spy yeah. film and space film. And retrochrome. Hawk, Hawkeye film. The, what's Hawkeye. it called? The, your Derev? Derev pan. That was surveillance film? Yes. But it, you have to understand, after WW2. The big one! 
I mean, I think there was all of a sudden a big surge of, hey, we're getting rid of all this film. Yeah, sure. If you're interested in some of the new FPP films, by the way, this month, a surge of new films going national. Uh, X2, which is our Eastman Double X, which we've had in the store for many, many years. Big favorite. Our new um, Sonic 25, our orthochromatic. Right. Uh, film that was originally used to record optical sound. So it's super fine grain because really it's, it was designed to record, you know, sound, sound patterns. <laughs> but sound when, you know, you know sound, sound like this. You folks can't see me at home. Sound I'm waves. like, sound waves. It's conducting. So, yeah. at, you know, when you record a sound wave, it, it makes those lines, which on a very fine grain film, uh, Gets printed and developed, and then that gets played back. It's crazy. You right? got one of those records, right? Thirty-five recorded on thirty-five millimeter sound. Don't you have one of those, like an orchestra yes. record or something? Yes. Yeah. All right. Good times. Good times. What about the Svima MZ3? Oh, I'm so sorry. I just completely lost. Like I just forgot exactly what I was saying. What? What were you saying? Sonic Twenty Five X Two Low ISO Black and White. Mm-hmm. Low ISO color, single digits, single digits, fractional digits. Yes, oh. the the color is one point three. This may be a good segue. The color is oh. one point six ISO. Wow. The black and white is six ISO, and now we've also released our D ninety six developer, which is amazing. Did I give you one? Did I give you a packet of D ninety six? I don't. It's amazing. So. You did, but I didn't take it. It's amazing. Oh yeah, is it? Amazing, and then we just released our FPP four by five X ray film. Yeah, uh, shooting X ray film is you know. I mean, you can use it as X ray film, right? Okay. If you you. want, if you want to, Mark. If you want, as a matter of fact, you can get this. Should make myself an X ray camera. I was going to say, fires X ray. You could probably buy an X ray camera. You could probably eyebrows off. You could probably buy an X ray camera from a dentist, doctor, because they switch to digital. Yeah, Doctor Pete has. You should buy it. Okay. One, and then when you turn it on, it goes... Bzz, and we all get... Bzz. So that's super exciting. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, it comes out every week, filmphotographyproject.com, right there on the on the site. You sign up, and uh, you get all this news. And the secret codes. We give away secret codes. Secret. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking... Well, you know what? Let's do one listener... Let's do one listener mm-hmm. letter before Well, I we just mentioned the Savima MC3 because uh, Jeremy Mudd, it's pronounced, it looks like... Or like it looks. I'm sorry. It's pronounced like it looks. Jeremy Mudd. Two Ds, not one. Okay. Was Roger Mudd two Ds, the newscaster? From CBS News headquarters in New York, this is the CBS Evening News with Roger Mudd, substituting for Walter Cronkite. Are you related, Jeremy? Anyways. Roger Mudd? Roger Mudd. Was he in Godfather? I don't know. No, no, no. Roger Mudd is a, a famous newscaster. Yeah, he was on like CBS or something. Actor Lon Chaney Jr. died yesterday at his home in San Clemente, California. He was 58. His wife declined to specify the cause of death. Following in the footsteps of his father, he played monster roles in such films as Count Dracula, The Mummy, and The Wolfman. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he says, uh, he says, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say to you. He says, uh, "He says I told whenever, you." Whenever you and I are talking, I and, and we get interrupted when I turn back to you, I always say, "So I." So, <laughs> so he says to him, "I says." <laughs> That's what I always say. So he says, "Hey guys, just wanted to drop you a line and let you know 
how great you are doing and also how much I really like the Svima MZ3. If you're interested, uh, a few recent shots are here. And if you're going to embed this on the show notes, what show notes? You can take a look at uh, Jeremy Mudd's shots uh, from the Svima MZ3. Thanks, Jeremy. MZ3. Right. Uh, we've had for a while in the FPP online store. It's a low ISO, black and white, also fine grain. I'm very excited about MZ3 because not only <laughs> – Very excited about MZ3. I'm very excited about MZ3 because not only is a fine grain available in 35 millimeter, it's going to be available in double eight movie film. Oh, that's interesting. And it's ISO 3, Yikes. which you may think is low, but it's not because movie – Double eight movie cameras have a shutter speed of one thirtieth of a second, which is pretty low. Mm-hmm. And in, as you know, in blazing sun, it's hard. Joe. It's hard to shoot with yeah. an ISO of a hundred. Yes. So if you had an ISO three in blazing sun, beautiful. Really. And the great thing about it, we're in the process of testing it. It's not available yet. Is that my thought is that you know eight millimeters is very small. It's a small. Yeah. It's only eight millimeters. <clears throat> That's right. But with a fine grain black and white film, Mark. When you do the scan, it's going to be remarkable. Remarkable. Hmm. What do you think of that? I can't wait to see. Mark Deal has not jumped on the regular eight bandwagon yet, no. but any day, one day he's going to wake up, he's going to be like, oh, <laughs> I got to start shooting movie film. That's going to happen. I don't know about that. Okay. Okay. Wait for the extra special eight. Okay. When we come back, because we, we just talked about low ISO, we're going to be talking about a Kickstarter, which is always fun. Now the easiest way you've ever seen to put good times in movies can be yours at the lowest cost in Kodak history. Just watch this. Here is a remarkable new electric eye movie camera from Kodak. It's the new Kodak Automatic 8, the lowest priced electric eye movie camera that Kodak has ever made. Less than $50. It has a built-in electric eye that sets the lens automatically for correct exposure. It even warns you when there isn't enough light. All you do is aim and press the button. And whether your subject is in sunlight, like this, or in shade, like this, you get clear, bright movies of all your good times automatically to share for years to come. You'll find the Kodak Automatic 8 movie camera now at your Kodak dealers, where you see this Cameraland display. Why not visit him this week and see everything that's new for picture taking? Tonight, I'd like to show you one of the world's great cameras, the magnificent new Retina Reflex by Kodak. This camera is for the professional and the advanced amateur. It's been acclaimed both here and abroad as one of the world's really great cameras. Now here's another great Kodak camera, but in a completely different way. This is the Pony 2, a wonderful camera for people who are just getting started in color slides. Kodak Engineering, the engineering that produced this Retina Reflex, has made the Pony 2 so amazingly simple to use that now you can get color slides every bit as easily as snapshots. All you do to focus the pony is turn this ring to close-ups, groups, or scenes, and you can be sure you'll get beautiful slides. Thousands of people, including the Nelson family, have found the pony camera a real pleasure to use. 
It costs only $26.75, or as little as $3 down. Why not ask your Kodak dealer to demonstrate it for you? Just tell him you saw it on tonight's Ozzy and Harriet show. Before we get back to the show, show, I just want to, it being St. Patrick's Day, and I know people probably think it at home, like, ah, oh, you know, I don't know, the show doesn't seem as green to me as it should be. Uh-huh. You know, like, what's, hey, Mike, what's this different from any other bonus show? Yeah. As a matter of fact, you guys are more talking. I got green. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Coincidentally. Oh. Do stains count? You're opposite. We you get to don't beat w- death with a stick or something. You don't wear red. red. <laughs> no, why? My mother always said, don't wear red on St. Patrick's Day. Why? What's it's that? being defiant. Oh. It's like opposite. Is it? Yeah. Oh. So who would wear red? I don't know. Jersey Italian. This guy cannot come back to tell this story. You understand? <laughs> yeah. So I brought Mike. some fun stuff. I, I brought some fun stuff for okay. the guys. Yay. You guys could bring this home. And you guys oh. could fight amongst yourself who's going to bring what home. Both Mark, Deal, and I... Follow uh, your serial killer on Instagram. Mm-hmm. A serial as in breakfast cereal. Yes, it's and a genius account it is. <laughs> so go to Instagram your serial killer. Serial as is in the eats, not is in the murder. <laughs> so I stopped at the store and I bought some. I said, like, "What can I get that's special?" And I, I don't know how special this is going to be for Mark. I really don't because Mark. As you know, he's a serial aficionado. He's a serial, serial you sound guy. You sound like my wife giving me a Christmas present. Okay, now I don't know if you're going to like this. I kept the receipt. <laughs> they didn't have the one I wanted. Like, just whip so, it out. So, for today, oh. of course, Lucky Charms, but chocolate you Lucky Charms. Had it, right? With three new unicorns. Have you do you have this one? I have not had oh, that one. There you yes! go. Winner. You got me. Yes. Chicken dinner. This is chocolate Lucky Charms. I'm going to pass it around. You guys could, you know, do that. Thank you. So I was in the cereal aisle, and I thought, I thought, okay, well, you know, I'm not. John likes to bring cereal home to his kids. Yes. I saw some really fun stuff. Oh my! I could, I couldn't believe it existed. By the way, I bought, I did buy a box of the Lucky Charms for myself. I have it home. Oh, good, good. And is it good? Have I haven't tried it yet. Oh, you haven't given it a test run. Look at this. I saw this. I'm like, oh. look at this. Twinkies. Oh, my God. Hostess Twinkies cereal. That's pretty weird. Have you seen this before? I have not seen that. Yes. What? Where did you find that? Was that Walmart? Stop and Shop. Stop and wow. Shop. I totally have not seen I, I thought you were pulling out the either the donuts. <laughs> That's what I thought <laughs> it was. Yeah. Or the honey bun. I've never seen the Twinkies. I've never Look seen at Twinkies. that. Pass that around. Great. Look on the back. On the back, you see the cereal plus some Twinkies on a plate. Of course. See, oh, look at that. That's even Part a... of a balanced breakfast. <laughs> plate of Twinkies. <laughs> and a bowl of Twinkies. That's a balanced breakfast. So you can see how the cereal companies are playing into you know our obsession about collecting different things. You're just going to eat these. Right. What is the, what is, what's the significance of three new unicorns? Like, I they can't wait to taste, taste the, the green one. If you go to the Chiller Theater Horror Expo, I don't know about recently, but years yeah. ago... There's were guy, there were guys there with packaged cereal unopened, like Quake and all the stuff from the 60s. How much they want for a box I of cereal? I don't know what they wanted. I mean, so... Quake? 
My that? my father Quisp, Quisp and Qu- there was Quake. I don't know Quake. Quake, Quake and Quisp had a had a battle. Yes. Quake was Quisp won. Ladies and gentlemen, before your very eyes, the Quaker Oats Company will now introduce two new cereals. I'm Quisp, the Quisp new cereal from outer space. The biggest selling cereal from Saturn to Alpha Centauri. Crisp is sugary sweet and vitamin charged to give you crazy energy. What's new with you? I am Quake, the power cereal from inner space. Here at the Earth's core, I make Quake with deep down sweetness and vitamins to give you the power of an earthquake. Get Quake. Quisp is better. Uh, fellas, why not leave it to the kids out there? Take sides with either Quake or Quisp. Or Quake. Or Quisp. Two new cereals from Quaker. <laughs> sort of a breakfast feud. Yeah. Quake Quake was the lumberjack. He was like that a was rock. like a captain captain. He was a strong type. Man. Strong. And Quisp was the same thing, but it was made into like little Bowls. The cereal. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, yeah. Made yeah, to yeah. look like flying and saucers. Quisp is because yeah, ex- he was like an alien. Yes. Quisp is extraterrestrial, and Quake is like a human rock. Terrestrial. Right. Terrestrial. Yes. Now I voted for Quake because I'm like Quake is going to kick that no way. I voted for Quisp. Well, Quisp won. Ha uh-huh. ha. We'll see if oh he's going to hold that over you. We could find- <laughs> <laughs> we could find Quisp versus Quake. Uh, like an ad or something. Mm. But wait, that's not it. I saw this and I thought, oh, this is perfect for the show. This is what show? This is in a Captain Crunch family, but it's like, oops. Oh, oh no, we screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oops. That's what it's called. Oops, all berries. Oops, all berries. Have you berries. seen this before? That's been on the market forever. Yeah, that's yeah. an old one. Oops, all. Like, Captain, there's Captain Crunch looking crazy. Our tour begins okay. with a holding silo for the Crunch Berries. Wow, all berries. What's this? Don't that. Do this. Imagine a cereal. That's all Crunch Berries. Blue, purple, red, nothing but the awesomely sweet taste of all Crunch Berries. And what do you have to say for yourself? Oops. Captain Crunch's Oops, all berries. It's a delicious part of this balanced breakfast. What's this? Oops. Yeah. And he's he just, ate all berries. And he's, he's just like, oops. Now, was there a berry monster associated, like some berry yeah, creature so, back years ago? This unfortunate man is Stringfellow Bean, world's leading plant expert. And this is Jean Lafoot, world's meanest pirate. And this is your last chance to tell me, what is a crunchberry? There's no such thing. Nom de plume. It's a right on this box, Captain Crunch cereal with crunchberries. They taste like the strawberry, but they're not the strawberry. Do they have seeds? No. Do they get mushy and milk? No, they stay crunchy. Then they're not berries. You make the fool of me? I will. You'll put up your patty paws. That's what you'll do, Jean Lafoot. Yeah. Captain Crunch, just in time. Anytime's the time for Captain Crunch, especially Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. It's got corn for crunch and oats for punch, and Crunch Berries for that little extra. Hmm, a sort of foot? Now I know what Crunch Berries are. What? What? They're swell. Captain Crunch and Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries from Quaker. I think there was some kind of berry monster. Like some kind of who's stealing all creature. the berries or something? Yeah. But I like how they, they make it look like. Oh, is that no, him on the bottom? The factory. What are we going to do with it? That's him on the bottom. That crazy guy. Oh yeah, that's him. The berry monster. Yep, that's the peanut butter. Uh, right, peanut butter, Captain Crunch. Pe- that's the peanut butter uh, elephant. 
Right. Who, I don't, who's this? Broomhilda? I don't know. I think his girlfriend. Here's the pirate. Yeah. I, Clint, I can see it. There's the dog. That looks like Scooby-Doo, but it's not. Kids Captain's all messed up. <laughs> that kid's yeah, that kid's Look at the one on the bottom. <laughs> it's Gilligan Jr. Jr. <laughs> so there you go. Oops, Thanks. all berries. That one's for you, John. Hey, here's a quick shout-out to some film partners who help the FPP in what we do. First up, hats off to thedarkroom.com. Thedarkroom.com is a lab that will process and scan your film. Did you know that the recycled materials in FPP film comes from thedarkroom.com? And we highly recommend that you get your film processed there. And not because we say it, because I and we have heard from you, our listeners, of the amazing, awesome job that thedarkroom.com does so hats off to keith and phil and everyone else at thedarkroom.com do you live in the uk or the eu maybe you want to buy and and shoot some fpp film but don't want to pay the shipping from the states go to analog wonderland and you can buy fpp film from that awesome site Many thanks to Analog Wonderland for carrying FPP products. Hey, we're back. Hey, before we get to our Kickstarter, we have a package. This is a package U.S. mail came in for John Fideli. It's from Dixon. Oh, the letter's made up of little snippets out of magazines. John, the chocolate here is addressed to you to cover the various times Michael et al. ate all the treats before you get to the office. Whoa, 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 whoa. Dixon. And he opened hey, it. Dixon. Dixon. Awesome. I movie. didn't eat all the, the treats. Abalone. I put them in the kitchen and Justin, Joey K, Dave, myself. Was it I bad? shared them. I didn't hoard These them. These are open. What are you talking about? You didn't open this. I did not open that. There's nothing in here. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Did I open it and just take it out and eat it? <laughs> no, really. I don't I don't really have any memory you may of it. Have. It feels this, like it's got some weight to it. This is like very industri- in industriously wrapped. Must be very fragile chocolate. I wouldn't do that to you. I would never do that to you. There we go. Don't say never. Share. Bijou chocolate. Dark chocolate. Mm, Chocolate, chocolate. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And uh, CB. Spam egg sausage and chocolate. Terrier. Severo (laughs) Cookhold. Artesian chocolates. Dude, thank you. Well, don't thank me. No, I'm not thanking you. (laughs) I'm thanking Dixon. Thank you for not eating his chocolate. Thanks, man. That's, oh, you take them home. You enjoy That's it. very sweet. I appreciate that. I can't even tell you how much I appreciate that. Thank you. What's exciting here at the FPP is a brand new Kickstarter. When does the Kickstarter end? Hi. Happy St. Patty's Day. It ends on April Fool's Day Eve. Eve. No, March, for real? March 30th. Oh, okay. Great. We're not late. We got, we got plenty of time. Plenty of time to get in. You all got plenty of time because John and I are already in. Now, I'll, in like you know what's great about this? What's great about we didn't even say what it is. You don't even yet. know what it is yet. But what's great, what you, folks, when you hear what it is, what's great about this? It's a floral wax and a dessert. It topping. excites mm. every photographer film. I think so. Because I'm shooting movie film, and nothing excites me more than having a light meter for a regular eight, aka double eight camera. Because every person shooting it needs it. Because on the side of the double eight camera, it gives you f stops for defunct film with. ISOs from back in the olden days. Oh. So so pe- people today buy a double-A camera, movie camera. They buy a roll of modern 100 ISO film, and then they m- don't expose it properly. Oh, yeah. So if they had this, yeah. 
They'll be able to figure out. Look at this, this thing that we're going to tell you what it is in a minute. This what, wonderful thing. What is this? What is this? This is the Raveni Labs light meter. So this is a new Kickstarter that just came out. It is. It's a really cool, cool idea. It's a. It's a light meter, but the but this little light meter is about is less than one inch cubed, and it's designed to fit in the hot shoe or cold shoe hot shoe of your camera <laughs> and just sort of you know be there yeah, give any like give any camera you have a little light meter uh, it's yeah. cuz it's sometimes cumbersome to keep on picking up your phone app yeah, pulling your reading, phone out or so you a regular both, yeah, meter you can keep both your hands on the on the camera and just reach up click the button it's selectable between it's i mean like i said it's tiny it's got a little oled like a really sharp little oled screen on the back like a cell phone screen it's not two red lights and a green light. Like it's you know, it's got some detail. You um, you can set it to either be aperture priority. You can set it to be shutter priority. It has it, this is actually super cool that he did this. But it has a huge range of exposure options. It will do ISO range from one ISO one to ISO twelve thousand eight hundred. Hmm. Is there such a thing? I I almost I, I almost wish he would go lower than one. Because that would be helpful. Oh, if you're shooting digital, you can go to crazy high ISO. Well, oh, digital can do like ISO 100,000. Like they're just making numbers up. That's stupid. But, um, I mean, if it could go down to ISO 0.3 for, you know, 0.1. Don't you have something that was 0.1? The FPP edition. super super positive. Yeah, we could make the FPP edition of this light meter that goes down to ISO 0. Right. (laughs) Um, It has an aperture range of F.7, which is crazy. That's great. Up to F. 1,024. That is crazy, too, on the other end of the scale. That's the, such a much larger number than the first one I it said. It really is. Uh, so it's it'll work for pinhole cameras. It'll work for <clears throat> anything. Shutter speed range is eight minutes down to well, one eight thousandth of a second. That's a la- rather large scale. It's, it's very Isn't wide. It Mark? It's very wide. Wide. Wide um, as the river. Exposure compensation oh. in third stops, like normal, you know, things plus two to minus two. It uses a single LR44 battery, which is, from what I can see, it just works. You just point your camera at the thing, you click the button on top, it'll tell you. It immediately takes a reading, and then you click little buttons left and right to determine if you want it. If you want to adjust for shutter, yeah, adjust for shutter aperture. or adjust for aperture. You can go in there and set what your ISO is, and it just. Works. Wow. It's super convenient. It's, it's a great idea. And is it traditionally what, like using a Gosselin Luna Pro? It's either incident or reflective. What is this? Is like a reflective? This would be reflective. Yeah, reflective. It's light the same light. as you would oh, get from a camera, right? If you had a camera with light. Oh, right. So you could put your hand if you want skin tone. You could put your hand in front, and it would see that. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you could. I could, I could walk right up to John and like. Meter his forehead and then back up to take the shot. I guess mm-hmm. you could do it that way. It's right. not like it's. You, you still have to transfer the settings to the camera. What does it take to get in to this? Money for a million dollars, even a billion dollars, but no. <laughs> Just money. It's, it's easy, man. All you need is money. Okay. Um, How much into, of the money do you need? It's uh, it's a Canadian Kickstarter, so some of the money doesn't make number sense. But when translated to American. Uh, it's 93 American dollars, and that will get you in at the ground floor, which will get you one of these light meters. And then he's got a bunch of little accessories that you can also get. So every, like, extra eight, I think it's eight or six dollars you chip in, you get accessories. And the, so I, I I went for one accessory, which is he, he has a little, like, clamshell hard case that it'll fit in. So I want to have a little case for mine. That you can use while it's mounted? 
No, just to keep oh. it in when you're not using okay. it. Because I just don't want it kicking around at the bottom of my yeah, bag yeah, if I stay out 100 bucks on this that's thing. That's a great idea. They, he makes a little, uh, a little offset hot shoe adapter for it. Hot shoe. Uh, he makes a little a lanyard version so you can have it around your neck. Oh, and look at that. just lift it up and click it and then... Oh. And he makes, which I thought was really interesting. Oh, he makes a wrist version. Right. Oh, I or like that. Or a ring. I or a ring. ring. Which that's I think is really cool. Because it's pretty small. It's at about half the size of a roll of film, if you look at the photo yeah, on the page. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's one inch cube. <laughs> so how many did you buy? One? Just one. One for each camera? It's great. <laughs> yeah, about 700. Exactly. And it is, has it met its goal? Is it, is it real? It's kicks? crushed its goal. Yes. <laughs> crushed! His goal was 11000 American dollars, and he's currently halfway... Not even halfway through the campaign, and he's already at $73,000. It's like $20 more expensive than I wish it was, but mm-hmm. it's so unique and cool. Yeah. I'm totally in, and I'll regret not getting it if I if I hadn't spent the 98 bucks on it. See, It is a remarkable item. I think it's an, a real asset to movie shooters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, you know, uh, one of the examples he uses is that, you know, for all these cameras with the selenium meters that have burnt out, how convenient is it to just have this on top of your camera now well not even yeah not even selenium i 80 percent of my cameras don't have like 90 percent of my cameras don't have a light meter of any kind so Mm. so how do you get there what is it called exactly what is the exact like people listening at home how do i get there go to kickstarter yeah the easiest thing is just to search so it's it's called the reveni labs light meter spell reveni r spell could you spell it please r like reveni e like aveni (laughs) v like veni r e v e n i in. Mail's in. The letter here is from Bear Brown. Wasn't that wasn't that like a coach? Oh, Bear Bryant. I'm thinking of Bear this Brown. Professor Bear Brown. Oh, is it? Yes. He is says it, it is. Is it pronounced- Bear, comma Brown? Is it, is it really just a letter from a brown bear? Row <laughs> row. This is round rare. No. It says it is pronounced bear as in grizzly, not all I could. <laughs> okay. bump. What? All I could bear. Isn't that both pronounced the same way? He's being silly. He says, uh, Hola, film photography peeps. Your podcast is by far one of the most entertaining and informative podcasts. I love all the sound effects. Oh. C41. One, two, three. There he is. Forget about it. Hey. Awesome. Yeah, Luna, yeah. Fresh. One, two, three. Forget about it. K14. His favorite is the Google and mails in from Adam's family. Oh, nice. Uh, I love it when I hear y'all originally from Philly, but I've been in Savannah since 88. Yeah, they'll get you. Mention a topic. Savannah? Or Savannah, Georgia. Savannah will get you. Mention it. Uh, I love it when I hear y'all mention a topic or gear that I've thought about or use. I teach cinematography, both film and digital, but place an emphasis on understanding shooting on film techniques. I teach cinematography and I tell my students that shooting with film is like being a sniper versus using a shotgun. Both hit the target, but there can be a lot of collateral damage or waste with a shotgun. Uh, to spread my love for film, I'm using the Lomo Kino in my classes to give a taste of original filmmaking to my students. We have a one-hour photo developing place here in town. Shout out to Bay Camera in Savannah. That's Ooh. amazing Ooh. that there's still one-hour photo places. Yeah, right? Uh, oh, yeah, so they scan their own negatives using a Kodak or Titan scanner, then edit the film on their computer. Whenever I can integrate... <clears throat> whenever, whenever I can... What? <laughs> Come on. Whenever I can integrate film into my classes to teach students to learn, to enjoy the process, I do. And I'm always experimenting. The thing I love about listening to the FPP is I am always left inspired to do more. Isn't that what it's all about, Mike? Yes. To inspire? It is. Okay. 
We like to experiment with different developers and films. I do my own cross-processing, look up cameras that you mentioned, and, of course, search eBay. Uh, Keep up the great work. I've gotten hooked on the Pink Delicates. Yay. Yes. I've started playing them in my classes when we are doing setup. That's nice. I hope one day to meet you guys. Love to go to Savannah. Savannah's beautiful. Yes. All right, Bear Brown. Thanks, Bear. Bear has started uh, introducing Double Eight film into oh. his classes. I'm super excited. We, the FPP, donated a Kodak 8mm brownie to Professor Bear Brown in his class. And I'm looking to um, collect more cameras for his class, filmmaking. How many cameras did you give him? We gave him one, so far one Kodak brownie. Oh. Because I am of the belief that double eight is the motion picture format for students to learn on because it has it's not an automatic camera. Right. So you have to you have to be aware of your shutter speed and your f stop in order to get a good exposure. Nice. More more power to you, Professor Bear Brown. Yes. And keep listening to the Pink Delicates. That's right. We'll be right back. I thought it was so Hey folks, Michael Rosso. Just a quick note about shooting home movies on film. The Film Photography Project has brought back the regular 8 format and now offers film developing and scanning right in our online store, filmphotographystore.com. As a matter of fact, we support filmmaking across the board with not only regular 8 film, but a full line of Super 8 film, and 16mm film, including some brand new exclusive film stocks. Check it all out, filmphotographystore.com. Find your parents, grandparents, home movie camera and start shooting. Or head over to a thrift store, car boot sale, or ebay.com. Pick up a camera and start shooting some movies on film. Home movies on film at the Film Photography Project. Hey, we're back. Really quick, let's talk about two zines that came in. Zines. Both the cheeks. Yes. First up, this goes with, who has the Bob St. Cyr zine? Bob St. Cyr. You have it right there. Right here, yes. I don't have anything. Uh, The message is from Bob St. Cyr. He says, just wanted to check and see if you received my copy of the inaugural zine, Follow the Light, which we did and which is amazing. Here, why don't you peruse this, Mark? Mark, what's your name? Delio? Thank you. Marky O'Deal? Marky O'Deal. Which is Bob. Some truly fine photographs, if I do say so myself. Uh, and the letter inside said, Dear Michael, thank you for your endeavors in Look, film photography. Yeah, it's his business that's card. That's his business card. It's, it's awesome. a chunk of 35 millimeter film. Uh, it's good to know that many others are also passionate about film cameras and the darkroom practice. I hope you will accept my first attempt at producing a zine, which includes a small collection of portfolios I've made in my local area over the past two years. I find photography and working in the darkroom very therapeutic and believe it is very important. Uh, it is a very important component to mental health. So, oh. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. What would you be like if you weren't for film? I, I don't know what I would. I'd probably be working. 
probably be like uh, Norton. Welcome to Popeye's. Spicy or regular sandwich. I'd be like Norton. I'd be Norton from The Honeymooners. Hey! I've been practicing analog photography for many years and have enjoyed the opportunity to teach photography in a formal university setting to undergraduate students and hope for similar opportunities in the future. Suffice it to say, analog photography is simply ingrained into my being and I continue to follow the light. Oh, Bob did, Sincere. Did you know there's a real print yeah, in here? so great. Uh, if Folks listening, if you want to check out the zine and uh, Bob's blog, you just go to St. Cyr Photo. That's S-T-C-Y-R-P-H-O-T-O dot blogspot.com. Check it out. And it's really great stuff. Next up is a zine uh, by our very own uh, Mr. Mark O'Brien. It's called Monochrome Mania. John, check this out. This issue number one is all about slow, low ISO <clears throat> black and white films. Oh, wow. Arky. And what's great is there's like pages and chapters about... Oh, this is like a how-to. Yes. You can't think of any... You, Whoa. You just listed a whole bunch of them earlier. Yeah. 1.6. Uh, yeah, 1.8. What are some of the films in there? Um, F key KB25. FK25. Kodak. That's the best. Panatomic X. Yep. Very great. good. Poly Pan F. Meh. Super Scary Saturday. Tech, oh, Tech Pan. MZ3 in there? No, Tech Pan. Tech Pan is uh, gorgeous. Washi Film. Oh, Film uh, Washi. S. 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 Ilford Panny, Pan F Plus. Yes, that's a great one. Kodalith Ortho Type 3. That's it. These are beautiful shots, Mark. Really wonderfully done. And this. Look, is, at, look at that. Look at the size of it. Beautiful. And this is in the form of a zine. John's holding a zine, a magazine. A book. Kodak yeah. 2366. Yep. Panachromatic 2238. Agfa Copex Rapid Fitty. Zvima MZ3. Nice. Yeah. So it's mon- Monochrome Mania. It's a zine, volume one, dedicated to low ISO films. It's wow. a beautiful guide with lots of uh, image you know, uh, pictures in it. It's a high-quality book, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. High-quality. Very nicely done. And you could get this. Head over to just Google Monochrome Mania Zine, which you will bring you to uh, Mark's blog. Highly recommended zines. Yep. Yes, indeed. There's a lot of information in uh, Monochrome Mania's uh, zine. The, uh, about Mark, the films and developing processes. Mark's main uh, blog is randomphoto.blogspot.com. You've got mail. Oh, who's this from? Ed Keir. Hey, Mike, just heard the Valentine's podcast oh. where you discuss using syringes for measuring HC110. Yes. I've been doing this for years now since a friend told me about it. Definitely the best way to get small amounts of developer. I get my syringes for free from the pharmacist. I give them out. For measuring measuring liquids for kids. Okay. The liquid medications oh, yeah, for kids. Like children's Tylenol yeah. ones. One thing you may know but didn't mention is that they also give out stoppers with holes in them to insert in the syringes into. Oh. So it makes you look like a real doctor when you flip the bottle over to draw out five milliliters of HC-110 stat. Hmm. So that's from Ed Keir. Thanks, Ed. Thanks, Ed. Uh, from Aaron Gold. Uh, he says he's just getting back into film after a 20-plus year absence. Wow. I stumbled upon the podcast while searching and surfing and have been enjoying immensely. The podcast is really stellar. The information is great. The way you present it is just plain good old radio. I have, I have enough of a media background to know that isn't easy to do. Mike puts a lot of time into this. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Sweating it out. And you can probably hear, you know, over the years, you were a reluctant host at first, I think. You were reluctant but enthusiastic. Now it's just effortless for you. Okay, great. You're very good at it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Aaron says he went back to black and white film in an effort to relive some of his misspent youth. And he told a few friends, and they started lobbing 35-millimeter cameras at him. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Here, get rid of it. Here, I need to get rid of this. (laughs) My neighbor gave me cameras. He just didn't know what to do with them. Like old folders and stuff. He's just like, ah, I just got to get rid of this. Uh, Besides my trusty Pentax KX... I've shot with a Nikomet FT2, and I have film in a pristine Ricoh KR10. You know that one? No. Okay. And a Beta Helminolta XGE. I home-developed my first two rolls of black and white film, his first since 1993. You're back in it, dude. Uh, this past weekend, and got images! Exclamation point. That's always great when you do it for Absolutely. the first time, and you're like, oh, images, yay. <laughs> uh, the plan is to buy a scanner. Still recommend the Epson? Yes, right? We all use yeah. the Epson and love it. Yeah. The newer one is the V800. I have a V700. Yeah. They have the 700 as well. 700, yeah. 700. Seeing the first images reminds me that I have a steep relearning curve ahead of me, but I'm looking forward to the journey. That a boy. So glad to be back to cameras that go ka-chunk instead of snappity-snap, Aaron. Great. Snappity-snap. That's, that's a good sign off. Snappity. This just in. Hold those. This just in. Analog. Liberation, analog people at home like what? Analog, what? Analog Liberation is a cooperative workspace for analog photographic and motion picture artists managed directly by its members. We ensure affordable access to analog tools and materials in Pittsburgh. What? 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 We occupy a shared artist space on the Pittsburgh South Side. Our workspace is composed of a fully equipped darkroom and separate space for photo finishing, inkjet printing, and motion picture editing. Wow, that's pretty cool. Wow. What, flatbeds? I don't know. These folks are on Jane Street in Pittsburgh, PA. And you could send them, if you're listening and you're like, oh, if you're listening and you're like, I'm in Pittsburgh, right? You could send them an email to analogliberation at gmail.com. That's nice. Next up. Who's Tim Larson? Oh, Tim Larson, starting last year, started sending us a vintage uh, motion picture film for scanning, for FPP to scan. And Tim has sent remarkable mid-20th century Kodachrome. I swear to God, when I would walk into the film scanning room where Dave was scanning... I would sit down and I, my jaw would drop. It looked like they looked like paintings. It was yeah. so beautifully shot, and the color, the Kodachrome color, was so amazing. Wow. What, so, what year? Uh, Mid twentieth century. Yeah, 50s, 60s. 50s yeah. So Tim has been a regular, continuing, uh, scanning uh, customer. Well, he basically sent a comparison of two scans that were done fifteen years apart. He says, "I've been comparing your." Current transfer, I'm assuming. Yes. With the entirely inferior job we did over 15 years ago. It's amazing. So he has two photos. The top photo, which was 15 years old, is blurry and indistinct. You can't really tell what's going on. And the one below is crystal clear. Crisp. You can see people's faces. You can see the outline of their bodies. The other one looks like just completely overexposed mud. There or... And so still, you did this, you rescanned this yes. for him? Is that what the deal is? 
We, we yes, and also there were also in the in the new scan there were people just completely cut out. Yeah. That, oh, they're now that. like that. That's this girl here. The frame is larger. The frame is much larger. How's that? It was probably oh, it was probably transferred on one of those you know where they projected on the wall and then it was, digitally uh, refilmed. It was probably looks awful. Fifteen years yeah. ago, it was like years ago they called them film chains. Right. And they would have basically they would mask off, so you would not see anything near the sprockets, and. A lot of um, motion picture films, especially like Kodak Brownies, recorded a lot more information closer to the sprockets that people never saw because everything was masked off right. in a projector. You know, so hmm. with our new scanner, we could scan the entire it's, frame. It's, the, it's incomparable the difference. It is, and there are also units out there like uh, there's a machine called the Retro Scan, the Wolverine, and I've used these. <laughs> Sorry. I've used these. And ah, they don't compare. They're not they're, – they're grainy. They're, they, they're, they're cheap. Yeah. You get what you pay for. Yeah, I guess so. So. And now if you were to, to transfer my old Home 8 movies as compared to what uh, uh, the tape that I have that was done in the 80s probably. 90s, early 90s. 90s. John Fideli brought me a VHS tape to, to scan, to transfer – and it said Holy eight millimeter. I'm like John. What's this? He's like, oh, these are these are the the a tape that Sharon Rasp transferred the years ago. Yeah, and, and her film uh, chain. And I just looked at him. I'm like, where's the film? Where is the film, John? My sister probably has it. She can you, can you transfer stuff. a VHS to eight millimeter? <laughs> <laughs> and then back. I told John, I'm like, it's, it'd be a shame to to just scan this waste, VHS. Yeah, a waste. You think? Because your original film is going to be so amazingly bold, vibrant. Uh, if it right. exists. It exists somewhere. Yeah. I have to find it. Right. I, got a, I got boxes that I got to give you myself. Well, when did you – when did you – when Sharon Rasp gave you your yeah. film back, yes. what did you do with it? I have no idea. Or it was like your wedding photos. You Put didn't even basement. bother picking it up. I don't know. Yeah. I never did it. Did Sharon <laughs> give you your film? No, back? she did. I remember. Oh, Getting you do? back. I don't know what the, I don't know. I think my sister may have taken them when my dad moved. My dad okay. moved like twenty times. Okay, and every time he moved, we just reassessed everything. Did we say what Tim says? Oh, we did already. He okay. said very little. He said you're great. Expanded. Oh, thank you, Mike. You're the best. Okay, right. uh, Mike Gonzalez. You know who he is? He says, uh, "Hey, FPP gang, Michael here. Just wanted to send my well wishes for the new year. I'm hooked on the podcast and I'm caught up from episode two hundred to two forty one." And now I'm working on episode 1 to 200. He's working his way back. Like oh, that's interesting. Can. I think that's a good way of doing it. On his daily commute. And so far he's at number 14. Oh, my goodness. I'm heading to New York City in March of 2020, wondering if there's anything y'all recommend for me to check out as far as locations to shoot. Any cool film shops to check out? Is Lomography still going? No, they closed their shop. Ah, jays. They do so well. Why can't they just keep a store open? I don't know. Oh, uh, I think a lot of times it has to do with rent. All of a sudden, the when the lease is up, mm. the landlord will jack the rent so amazingly yeah. high that it's like, all right, forget it. Yeah, it's like we can't handle this. It's impossible. I don't know if that's. The, by the way, I don't know if that's the fact, but I know that happens lots and lots and lots of times. Well, there's lots of uh, photography museums in the city to check out. There's yes. always something special going on. Museums are cool. You the know. Whitney. Yeah, it's always got good stuff. So. Oh, we hope you have a good Plus, time, Mike. There's like at least seven things in Manhattan that are worth taking pictures of as well. Well, every six, time I maybe six. Whenever six. I go to Manhattan, which is not often, but most recently, whenever I went, you know, I show up, walk out in Times Square. I could literally just stand on the corner of Times Square and just stand there all day and shoot 
because I'm always completely amazed of just everything going by. Yeah. It's a lot. You know what I want to shoot? Mm-mm. When the weather gets nice, uh-uh. I'm going to go in some Sunday. There are five payphones left in oh, Manhattan. Oh, no. Really? I want to go shoot those five payphones. How did you find out about that? It was like a Facebook thing that popped up. That really? Like, hey, Interesting. you're not going to believe this. And with a map that shows where they are. Wow. In Manhattan? I'll go with yeah. you. That sounds fun. I, I sounds like fun, to, right? Yeah. I, like to, I will shoot them. All right, there we go. I will shoot the moving pictures. We got a day. We got a day planned. I'm going to, I was going to shoot them on my cell phone, but I thought it would be fun. Oh. Shoot them on the film. Yeah. Uh, here's another one from uh, Jeremy Mudd. Oh, another one from Jeremy yes, Mudd. Yes, he was talking about uh, episode 242, episode 242, where you guys were discussing why someone would use 35mm film in their medium format camera. Oh. just wanted to send my comments as to why I shoot 35 in my Mamiya RB67. Great, because we had no idea. <laughs> no good uh, ideas. Number one, panoramatic. <laughs> pano. Ra- oh, Jesus. Pandemonium. Nah. Panoramic <laughs> ratio. Holy shish. <laughs> All right, ready? Holy shillelagh. And number one, panoramic ratio. I have a custom viewfinder mask that allows me to compose for the area between the sprocket holes. This gives me the field of view that I would like for printing and composing. Uh, I tend to gravitate to the one by three print ratio when doing panoramics, and this is very close to it. Number two, convenience. I often hike with my RB67 and carrying my spare 220 back with 35 millimeter film adapters and 35 millimeter film gives me options for shooting that day in addition to the standard six by seven ratio in 120 this means less gear to haul around you're shaking your head no i'm not yeah you are (laughs) one camera instead of two yeah three more convenience I also own a Fuji 6 GX 617, which gives me big, beautiful 6x17 negatives on 120 film. That crops nicely to my favorite 1x3 ratio. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending upon how you look at it, the the GX 617 prices have gone through the roof lately on over slippery rocks. What? And you have to change film like every six pictures. Oh, really? Because it's, it's using this much film for every single picture. Number four, still even more convenient. If I shoot a roll of 36 exposure, 35 millimeter film in my 220 back, that usually results in 16 to 17 shots per roll. I can then develop two rolls of 35 millimeter film in my Patterson tank at the same time, mm. which gives me 32 to 34 images. For the same amount of time and effort with the GX617, I'd be developing four images. So there's that. Of course, the panoramic 35mm images will never blow up to a print as big as the actual 6x17 images, but the majority of time, I'm not printing much larger than 12x36 anyways. And the 35mm holds up fairly well when given a proper skin. I hope this helps a bit. Great show. What show? Keep up the great work. What work? (laughs) Very good. I want to thank everyone for joining us on this uh, St. Patrick's Day Spectacular. If you have oh. any questions, I can smell the corned beef. If you have any questions, pod mark. Is that you? Sorry, um, I corned beef for breakfast. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Binga binga, hey, oh. harder. And uh, I don't know what special you can always expect the show on the fifteenth of every month. What show? And a bonus show for whatever wacky. I don't. I don't want to say the holidays wacky. In between holiday, a fun holiday. Stay What's tuned for our April Fool's show. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode is April Fool's. Exactly. Go to Mayo. Yeah, uh, folks out there, I notice on the you know 
the ta- when these guys come to the round table, the round table doesn't change much. Literally, is a remnant from like yeah. every show ever shot. In the last two years, it's still round. So here is Richard M. Dean photography. The card, of course, uh, N. M. D. Norman M. Dean is the gent who converts the Polaroid right. automatic. Did you get one of those? Yes. Did you order that? Yes. Did you get it? Yes. Oh. Yes. Okay. All of them. Did you get it? Did you shoot with it yet? Yes. That's beautiful. I posted the photos with you guys. Oh. Beautiful. Oh. But I wanted to, you know, a shout out to Norman M. Dean, who's doing Polaroid automatic conversion, Polaroid automatic land camera conversion to 120. Mm-hmm. Any folks out there, have you gotten your cameras converted? If you have, drop me a line with some uh, pictures attached. Um, we'll share them. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. What's wrong with you guys today? No, Mr. Brown. How did the conversion go? How do you like the camera? How is it like? What is it like shooting 120 film in the Polaroid automatic land camera? Do you also think that um, Edwin Land is rolling in his grave knowing that Kodak film is being loaded into his cameras? <laughs> What's your favorite cereal? What's your favorite color? <laughs> right. What's your favorite holiday? Yeah. Do you still shoot film? Why do you shoot film? Why do you listen to it? <laughs> Very good, then. We're going to see you next time, folks. All right. See you next time.